0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. A lot of people tipped me off the stories that happened in Michigan. And so John sent me notes. And Steve, check this out. I think it's happened near you there in Troy, Michigan. Troy, Michigan. And Troy is a town right next door to the city I grew up in, which is Birmingham. And Maple Road, which is a 15-mile road, runs east-west through Birmingham. And if you head east on that road... It takes you right into Troy and then to an area where there's a whole bunch of car dealerships. A whole bunch of car dealerships. So you want to buy a car in Oakland County or in that area, you can just boom, 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 boom. All the car dealerships are right there. A lot of activity happening there because of car dealerships, including this story. Driver of car hauler shows up drunk to dealership in Troy, tells police he hadn't had anything to drink since the night before, and I'll editorialize, ain't no one believing him. So here we go. From WWJ, which is News Radio 950. A car hauler, driver from California, has been busted for a third drunk driving offense after showing up drunk at a dealership in Troy last week. According to the allegations, Troy police officers were called to Mike Savoy Chevrolet on Maple Road around 4.30 in the afternoon on Monday after employees at the dealership suspected the driver was drunk. So he got there. And people there said, oh, I think this guy's drunk. Somebody called the cops. Officers showed up. They found the truck and spoke with the driver. And it was apparent to officers that he was intoxicated, the officials say. So they say this wasn't even a close call. Now, the driver is from California. He's 47 years old. He, he said he'd been drinking the night before. But he said he had nothing to drink today. So this is, like I said, at 4.30 in the afternoon. And generally speaking, if you're drinking the night before, uh, let's, let's go with the technical definition first. You know, uh, does, that, does the night before end at midnight or does it, does it end at 3 a.m. or does it end at uh, 3.30 p.m.? I don't, <laughs> depends on your definition of the night before. When officers asked him to perform several sobriety evaluations, he then refused to participate. He then blew a 0.217 blood alcohol content during a breathalyzer test. The driver's name has not been released. He was arrested and taken to the Troy police lockup where he submitted to a blood test. He's been charged with operating under the influence of alcohol. Third offense. And that's where this story takes the ugly turn. Third offense, drunk driving in Michigan. Now, I've mentioned before, uh, earlier in my career, I handled some drunk driving cases. I only handled firsts. First offenses, because those are, are much less harsh. Uh, it's, it's something that's something you deal with. And also, I personally, I personally have met a lot of people who got a first offense drunk driving who said, you know, Steve, I don't think at the time that it, I didn't feel like I was drunk. I didn't. And the, so the threshold is fairly low. It's been lowered over the years to, to where I think many people do not think that they are too drunk to drive. And they may have even been able to drive perfectly well to get all the way home, but they are above that limit. So the first offense in Michigan, uh, you're going to lose your license for a brief period of time, but you probably get a restricted license. Uh, You theoretically can get jail time, but you almost never do. And they just do a bunch of stuff to you to try to get you to learn a lesson so you won't do it a second time. But a third offense, drunk driving, in Michigan gets ugly. And I'm talking about ugly with a capital U, Okay. A five-year prison term is possible. It's possible. Now, I'm going to let you know right now, I pulled some information from Patrick Barone's website, Patrick Barone, uh, and he is the guru of drunk driving cases in Michigan. If you're facing a third offense, drunk driving, he's the guy you call. (laughs) If I knew somebody, said, Steve, who do I call? I go, call him, call him. (laughs) And so from his website, and I, I looked this up, but the statute itself is this long, my other hand is way lower than you think. And <laughs> an extremely small type, fine point, uh, legalese. And it's, it's a mess to decipher. So trying to put it into plain English is the key. But a five-year prison term is possible. Possible. Fines can run at the thousands of dollars, up to $5,000. And that's just the fine. But the five-year prison term should be the thing that caught your ear. Uh, if you've got prior felonies... You can be looking it up to life in prison. (laughs) This is serious stuff. So keep in mind that every third offense DUI is a felony if that person has two prior drunk driving convictions in his or her lifetime. Michigan DUI laws were changed over 20 years ago uh, to no longer have a look-back period. It used to be you had to have so many drunk drivers within a certain amount of time. They got rid of that. They got rid of that. And by the way, and this is the thing a lot of people don't realize, prosecutors in the state have national access to prior convictions in other states. Even though not all states participate in that driver's license compact, these records are searchable and they will find them. So it is of no consequence that your other state was called a DUI, a DUII, an OVI, an OUIL, a DWI, an OUI, a DWUI, an OWI an O-W-V-I, an O-M-V-I, a D-U-I-L, or driving U-B-A-L. Unlawful blood alcohol level. So your Michigan prosecutor will obtain certified copies of those convictions to use against you in the current third DUI offense prosecution. So that's the brief summary of the ugliness that is the third offense drunk driving in the state of Michigan. A lot of states have got similarity. I mean, uh, the, 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 the law's across the country have been changed. And in many states, they've gotten to be like this. And so I don't know what would compel someone who is driving a big truck like that to be drinking to the point where they're that high of a level, 0.217, at 4.30 in the afternoon on a weekday. Now, again, I've got a bunch of truck drivers in the audience. And I suspect that a guy driving a car hauler is probably the holder of a CDL. And my understanding is that the rules for CDL guys are even stricter than the rules for civilians. And so this guy's career, if that's what he was doing for a career, may have just gotten hobbled to the point where he'll have to do something else after he deals with this. But my understanding is that if you get a good lawyer and you really put up a fight and you really dig into this, you can quite often work out a deal where you don't get five years in prison. But the point is that you're almost certainly going to jail for a length of time. It's just a question of how long it is. And again, people often ask, Steve, what's the difference between prison and jail? And and just on technical terms, jail is often the thing run by the police, prison is run by the state. But usually the distinction in the law is that if you're going to be locked up for less than a year, they'll call it jail. You get nine months in jail, six months in jail. If it's a year or more, they'll call it prison. Okay, so you're going to get, you know, 18 months in prison. That's, that's, that's the distinction. So here, this guy is potentially looking at a five-year prison term, $5,000 in fines, and um, could get worse. He's got prior felonies as well. And then, uh, as noted, they can get the information from other states. And, and by the way, it appears they already did. Because they said that, oh, by the way, this is the guy's third. And it's doubtful that he got the other two here. Doesn't sound like it. But again, we don't know that. So it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. And I'm sure if you were to talk to him and ask him you know, what really happened, maybe there's something catastrophic or tragic happening in his life right now. And who knows? Who knows? But the fact of the matter is that he pulled onto the parking lot of a dealership to deliver cars. And people there were so alarmed by his condition that somebody called the police. And, you know, many people, they see someone in traffic weaving around to call the police. Presumably, the guy got the truck onto the lot, shut it off, climbed out, and was, was you know, he had succeeded in getting where he's going. And some people are going to say, Steve, isn't that enough? You know, he if he, if he did that without causing any trouble, but... Like I said, it was alarming enough to the people at the dealership that they called the police. And the police showed up, and like I said, .217, which is quite up there. That's, that's up there. So uh, we'll see what happens. Stories like this often don't make the news beyond this point. Because quite likely, uh, they'll either offer him some slight deal to get him to take a plea, in which case that probably wouldn't hit the news. Uh, but if you were to take this to trial, that might that might, so we'll see. But from W W J and Johnson, thanks a lot. Driver of car hauler shows up drunk to dealership in Troy, tells police he hadn't had anything to drink since the night before, and this was at 4:30 in the afternoon on a weekday. Questions, comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Wise men don't judge; they seek to understand.